0: How's it going, folks? My name's Donovan.
1: My name is Michael.
0: And welcome back to the Midwestern Experience, where we decided to take a month vacation for no other reason than to just... do it, I guess. Well, the holidays. Well, yeah, and I was gone for a week in Florida.
1: Yeah, that's what I wanted to talk about. I remember now.
0: Oh, yeah, no, I definitely plan on uh, recapping all that, because this, 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 some shit happened, dude. <laughs> Yeah, no, we de- uh, some shit definitely went down in Florida. It was pretty nice. pretty Well, nice. let's get into it. Yeah, let's just hop right into it, I suppose. All right, so last we left off, I literally went straight home after our last episode like a month ago. Mm-hmm. Straight home, threw together everything and like literally this book bag that I use for my laptop and all my recording gear. I'm assuming you left It was like that here. size. I left that all my computer and stuff here. But I just had a book bag, you know, a standard size book bag, just loaded with clothing for a week, and I—that's all I brought with me. And I think I brought my speaker too, for sure. I did bring my Bluetooth speaker. Well, yeah, I know you like to listen to your fucking music everywhere. Oh, dude, well, dude, it was useful, useful as shit, especially on the beach and stuff. Oh wait, no, never mind. I'm sorry. I was thinking thinking about. I was thinking about your other
1: family that you go to, who lives like in the fucking mountains with no electricity. Oh no, it's
0: the same family. It's just well. She, uh, she's a snowbird now. Hmm. Grandmammy's old. They're called snowbirds. They migrate up here when it gets warm, and then they go down to Florida when it gets cold again. So basically they're geese. Yeah, exactly. The, again, the official terminology is snowbird. But, uh, anyways, Does, so... Isn't that, like, the name of, like, a children's book? My Grandma, the, ge- the Goose? Not that I would know of. You would probably know more than me on this. You'd have to... I have no idea...
1: Right, well, anyways, so what happened down there while well, oh. you were
0: down in Florida? Yeah, so in Florida, um, I immediately got up early as balls the next morning to go catch my plane. Uh, it was like a three-hour plane ride, and as soon as I got there, uh, my grandma immediately picked me up. And like ten minutes after I landed, we just immediately went to a tiki bar that was right around the corner from the airport. And I had a phenomenal Cuban sandwich, and uh, I don't even remember. It was some sort of alcoholic drink with like mint leaves and raspberry in it. And so just immediately just slamming those back. And I'm like, okay, I'm was ready it, to go. Was it your signature fruity and weak? <laughs> uh, fruity, yes. Weak, no. Oh, okay. So it was packed a punch. Oh, yeah, yeah. In, in a literal sense, because it was, like, a, again, a raspberry punch with, like, <laughs> mint leaves and shit. No, that's not intention. <laughs> and then proceeded to sock my ass. Um, so, But it, was, it wasn't sake, though, right? No, no. Thankfully not sake. Sake's oh, rough. sake the alcohol. Yeah. I was thinking sake is in S-O-C-K-Y. I was like, no, it was not sock-flavored, Michael. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's as a guess.
0: But no, like, uh, sake hits rough, dude. Yeah, rice wine? Mm-hmm. I have yet to try it, but I'm sure I will hate it when I do. I've tried plum wine, and I've tried a sip of sake before. I've tried, like, standard red wine,
1: and it's just... Ah, well, plum wine. It's bad. Plum wine, it's Jap- I guess it's Japanese. I, I had
0: it at a Japanese restaurant. Well, that makes
1: sense. But, like, I tried it, and I was like, wow, that's really fruity. And then, like,
0: the fruity went away, and I was
1: like... Uh, <laughs>
0: choking and dying. Yeah, that'll happen. But apparently there was a literally once a year art exhibit that was also happening right in the parking lot next to us. So you got off of the plane and just immediately started partying? Basically, I started walking around and I found this place. I Actually, hold on, where's my wallet? I have How? this place's business card. It's this independent creator that she owns this thing called The Bone Boutique. She literally, she humanely salvages... Animal skeletons, and then turns them into jewelry and like okay. table toppers. When you said stuff like that, the Bone Boutique. I was, I thought you were getting ready to say it's a brothel. <laughs> Just cue
1: up the. Oh yeah. <laughs> I don't know how to do the the beat that's with that,
0: but I know what you're talking about. <laughs> oh yeah. Um. Anyways, hold on. I do have the business card. It's right here. But no, she also makes uh fantasy skeletons. And to like put it simply, dragons and stuff. Yes, so she'll take, like, the skeletal remains of, like, a bat and then combine that with, like, a gecko or a lizard and essentially make a dragon skeleton. Dude, that's dope. And then model it into a, uh, a table ornament. She also made a full, a uh, you know Alien, the franchise.
1: Yeah, like Alien versus Predator? Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: Um, she also made a full facehugger skeleton nice. using arma- an armadillo tail, some sort of snake skeleton, um, and then... I don't know what the other parts were. I think it was bat wing bones for, like, the actual articulating face part of the facehugger. I saw an armadillo today. Deadass? I saw a deer yesterday. (laughs) And in several other places. All in a matter of about two seconds.
1: No, I saw an armadillo at the restaurant I went to today. It was mounted on the wall. And it had had a Santa hat
0: on. I was going to say, that's a little different. Did
1: you go to Texas Roadhouse? We did go to Texas Roadhouse. I
0: fucking knew it. There's only one place with an armadillo mounted on the wall in the fucking Midwest, and it's usually Texas Roadhouse. Fair enough. Great fucking food, though. We did. We did see a deer yesterday. Yes, we did. So, side tangent from my Florida trip. um, I came over to record the podcast the day before this. Also, side tangent bonus, side tangent part two. uh, Yeah, Merry Christmas, everybody. We were totally late on that. Oh yeah. We were supposed to record an episode two days before it, and then it was going to be released on Christmas. So it would have been perfectly timed, but we ended up getting caught up in things and stuff, so... So yeah, happy late Christmas or whatever holiday you celebrate.
1: But that we were gonna record yesterday on your birthday. Yes, the twenty sixth.
0: Today's the twenty-seventh.
1: Your fucking cord was not working,
0: so we're recording yeah, today. I had physical hardware malfunctions and I had to get new equipment.
1: But we're all good now. Yeah, but now we're recording today, the twenty-seventh, which is my birthday. <laughs> indeed it is, indeed it is. So we're we're Her- getting back into the <laughs> dirt,
0: by the way. Yes, happy birthday. So how's twenty two feel? Same for you? Yeah, all downhill same. from here? Well not even really all
1: downhill, it just it doesn't feel any different than twenty one. I woke yeah. up and I was like It's another day, hooray.
0: <laughs> not even that I woke up and I was like, I'm fucking tired and I was like, I'm gonna go back to sleep. Dude, I did I tell you the other day that I just like seasonal depression hit me really hard and I stayed in bed until after the sun went back down. No. I literally I woke up at like eleven o'clock noon. I stayed in bed till 2, 3 o'clock and went back to sleep and took a nap until like 5 and then still stayed in bed until like 7 o'clock at night. Do you not have to piss? <laughs> Apparently not. I felt it when I got up and I was just like, fuck, <laughs> I actually have shit to do. I got to go buy groceries and do this other stuff for the day. I just was not motivated to do anything. I also partially blame the forbidden app and having technology on hand. Oh, uh, I know what you mean. I'll, I'll wake up. I just kept swiping and swiping and swiping. Uh, and I was like, I need to stop. I need to put this down. I'm going.
1: The exact same boat. Like I've woken up and I'm like, sweet, I got like four hours before I have to do anything, and I'm like, I'm not tired anymore, and I check up my phone, and I'm like wow, I'm like two hours
0: late for whatever I was planning to do today. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I need wor- to pee. It's the worst fucking thing. I'm trying to put in uh some plans, essentially. I want to get, like, a good fucking alarm clock. I purchased a cheap one from Walmart, mm-hmm. but it's the quietest little beeping noise I've ever heard Beep. in my life. Beep. 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 I want to get, like, the equivalent of, like, a fucking grenade going off in my room. I need something like that to wake me up, and then I want to put it in the opposite side of the room, so I actually have to get up and get out of bed to go turn it off. That way I'm up and on my feet and ready to actually get going. What you should do is you should find a way to hire a guy to
1: break into your house and, like, wake you up himself, but he'll only do it, like, once every couple months, and he just, he'll give you a time frame of, like, what month it's gonna be, but he's never gonna say when.
0: See, there's only one problem with that, and that is, um... You know, being suddenly awoken to a home invader, uh, first thing on my mind is going to be uh, stop the home invasion. (laughs) And it's not going to be with non-lethal means. Stop the home invasion,
1: (laughs) proceed to continue sleeping.
0: (laughs) Uh, I mean, I'll definitely be awake after the fact, but... What happened to you? You look rough, yeah. I shot someone, I fell back to sleep, slept right through my fucking alarm. (laughs) Oh, fuck. But yeah, so all that happened. Today is the 27th. This will come out on the 28th. It'll come out tomorrow. I'll put it out Monday. Happy New Year, I guess. Yeah, happy. Well, no, because our last episode will actually be the 30th. Or our last episode of the year is going to be recorded on the 30th and uploaded on the 1st. Oh, I guess, yeah. So yeah, Happy New Year's Eve. Yeah. New Year's Eve. (laughs) And then, you know, you'll hear us on New Year's Day happy monday um, <laughs> happy monday if you can call it that no. um, when are we going to start season two hmm? i don't know season two starts when we get a significant hardware upgrade when's that going to happen when we make money or we put money away Because neither of us really make enough money to put away a significant portion. I'm dumping all of mine into a car payment right now to get my car paid off first. After that, I'll probably have, you know, extra fat stacks lying around. Yeah. I thought about buying the new Oculus Quest. The two,
1: the two, the
0: two, the two. What about it, though? What stopped you?
1: I just don't want to throw away that chunk of change yet in case I need it for something. Mm. But, like... I saw an ad for it, and I was like, "Yeah, hey, that kind of looks like what Donovan has." And then I saw a two by it, and I'm like, "Ooh, <laughs> like, oh,
0: yeah." You know how much it pissed me off? I bought mine in like February. <laughs> this one came out like six months later, for hundred dollars cheaper mm-hmm. than the one I got. You were same storage capacity and everything. You were I talking so about pissed. yours, and I was like, "Damn, I really like this." And you were like, "Yeah, it's only like what four? It was like three ninety nine for the one I got for the, the Oculus Quest Two for it's the same storage payment. Yeah, same storage amount. It is significantly, significantly cheaper. I stumbled over my words and I thought I fucked it up, but yeah, <clears throat> something like that. I'm exploiting. Um Nah, don't you do it, you son of a bitch, Finley. Kippi. There, yeah. there is another. There's a new cat occupant in my household, and he likes to play with cords. To explain what that distraction was. He um, he doesn't make a lot of noise. He's no, not. he is not a very vocal feline. He's the exact opposite of my other one. The one that doesn't... Yeah, Yeah. that one. (laughs) Oh, shit. But, yeah. So, dialing it all the way back, you know, we got all our side tangents out of the way. Um, I immediately just sat there, got shit-faced, went to this art exhibit. That was the only interesting one. The rest of it was, like, traditional art. It was, like, old people stuff. Like, you know, house decorations and whatnot. I was like, none of this really appeals to my particular art tastes, except for the Bone Boutique. Um and then immediately after that happened, we went straight to a, uh, what do you call those? An escape room. And we literally did the hardest escape room they had available. Just me and my grandma. Nobody yep. else. Just me and her. Um, and we did decent. We got like two-thirds of the way through before we inevitably ran out of time because we kept hitting speed bumps. And then my grandma, she uh, her uh, patience is a little bit less so than mine. Some old people are really funny when they get impatient. Oh my goodness. Yeah, my grandmother is one of them. Because she starts getting irrational. She starts trying to put things in places where it would never make sense. And like, of course, in some escape rooms, that's exactly what you're supposed to do. So I was kind of hoping she was going to be like, well, why don't we just put this square in the circular hole and then it just unlocks (laughs) like motherfucker. Okay, I guess that's how we're playing it. I'll just start wearing my pants backwards. You win. God damn it.
1: <laughs> Fuck. Now Finley
0: It's like, yeah, I question my existence too, but you don't see me going around and boasting about it. Suddenly gets a banner around their shoulder that says Socrates 2.0. Son of a bitch.
1: No. You are not Socrates.
0: Oh, you are Socrates. Socrates. Although I did have like a um, existential crisis because of Socrates. To continue on side tangents here for a second. Oh, God, we're never going to get back on track. <laughs> I know. But no, what is your Socrates? Um, no, somebody, it was just a video that involved a line of questioning, which is known as the Socratic method, when you just repeatedly throw questions at somebody until they're forced to change their beliefs based on the line of questioning. Oh, no. And essentially it was talking about, as like, hmm, okay, when it comes to, you know, how you should know of things and why you should know of things. How do you get all your news sources? And it's like, well, usually, you know, the scientific community. That's how I know how the world works. And it's like, well, how do you normally get your information from them? Normally through some news outlet is where they put all their stuff. And it's like, ah, do you trust the news, though? And it's like, aha, you're fucking funny. No. And then they're like, oh, okay. well, uh, let's break it down into its most simplest form. Who was
1: doing this interview with you?
0: This wasn't an interview. This was a YouTube video of other people having a conversation. And the person's existential crisis reflected on me. But the conversation ended up boiling to a point of, well, here, let's break it down to its simplest, bare minimum exchange of information. What you're saying is, is that you have no reliable way to acquire information about how the world works in any way, shape, or form. And it was like, oh, oh, shit, fuck. And it all started with one of them going, yeah, the Earth's flat. And the one guy's like, the Earth is not flat. Here is a photograph of the Earth. And then the other guy just takes the photograph and then, like, rotates it so that it's flat. And the other guy's just like, oh, my God.
1: Uh, I've never wanted to get into one of those things because I feel like they would try to turn me around or something. Oh, what, like talk with a flat earther or something? Well, not even a flat earther. Like, I, I... I Fairly confident the Earth's not flat. I mean, I've
0: seen the curve of the horizon myself. But, like, scientists, I guess. I was going to say, it's like, I know the Earth is around because I've been in planes before. It took me a second. I was like, have I actually seen any firsthand evidence of this? And I was I, like, yes, I've been in a fucking plane. I've flown a fucking plane. Or flew. Is it flew or flown? I, same thing. Same difference. same difference. Same difference. But I have Somebody's flown a pissed. plane. <laughs> Which type of plane? I was just like one of those itty bitty. I, I want to say it's a 747, but I think that's a commercial. carrier. <laughs> 747
1: is a commercial
0: jet. It's
1: yeah, no, not liner. that one.
0: No, it's like one of the the itty bitty ones that seats like two to four people. Oh, like a Cessna. Like like a pilot and a co-pilot and then like two seats in the back.
1: Yeah, it's like a Cessna. Yeah,
0: like a Cessna essentially. Um, of course I like, just I flew it once place. we were yeah. I flew it once we were in the air. Mm-hmm. I had another pilot who was, like, running this educational thing. He did the takeoff sequence, got us in the air, all that. He did the landing. I just got to fly once we were in midair. Which was still pretty fucking cool at the age of 12 to be flying a plane. See, I've never flown a
1: plane. The closest I've ever come to it is the little uh, flight simulator that they did with us in school. Oh, back in, like, 6th to 8th grade, somewhere in middle school? Yeah, somebody called it the 9-11 simulator because they downloaded a map. Uh, On the game, on the school computer, and flew straight to
0: the World Trade Center. You're not supposed to be able to do that. We had, like, it was literally, are you talking about uh, when we had, it was like a a wood shop? Yeah, it was in that class. Yeah, they had the aerodynamics thing, which is the one I took. It was randomly selected for everybody, but I ended up doing aerodynamics. Well,
1: no, you did aerodynamics and shit like that on one semester of the class, and the other one you worked with wood. So he would teach two classes separately, basically.
0: Yeah, but, like, that one class he taught with the aerodynamics and stuff, you also had, like, robots work, you had yep. all sorts of other I remember areas. It. I did specifically, I know I did aerodynamics. I did them both. Ironically, I took that class right before I flew that plane, so I actually knew what the fuck was going on mm. in the plane, and I was talking with the, the guy who was teaching us, the actual pilot, and he was like, damn, you know a lot more than most 12-year-olds do, and I was like, I literally just took a class on this, thanks to my public education system.
1: Now that we've dumped enough money into it, I can do this. <laughs>
0: Oh, just fucking bank and, like, uh, what what was that called? Um, Barrel roll? No, not barrel roll. It's that specific turning, like the razor's edge or something. Barrel roll. Jackknifing. Jackknifing. Oh. That's it. When you did the hand motion, I was like, that's a barrel roll. (laughs) No, that is an aileron roll. A barrel roll is literally the one where you, (whistles) like, a loop-de-loop. Do a barrel roll. Which is why, for the longest time, the Star Fox game series was incorrect on that. Well, uh, I still call it a barrel roll. I mean, I still do, too. But, you know, thanks to game theory, I know better. Well, you know what we could do. What's that? We could you start calling it the big spiral? <laughs> <laughs> do a spin.
1: spin. Spin. Spin.
0: All right. Spin. Okay. Let's Sorry. reel it back in. Uh, so we did that. It was a uh, submarine-themed uh, escape room. Oh, yeah, room. your escape room. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you were like, where the fuck are we? Submarine, we were just talking about planes. (laughs) But yeah, it was a submarine-themed escape room. I was trying to, like, stop this, like, mad scientist from releasing this, like, world-ending jellyfish or something. The Kraken? I don't fucking know. It was called called Project X, and it was a jellyfish that was, like, the size of my fist. Why are you holding your hand like a retarded duck? Because, like, the head of the jellyfish and then, like, all of its tendrils is about the length of my arm. Oh, Regardless. Um, let's see. We did that, and then the main chunk of my vacation in Florida was with my grandma. And originally it was supposed to be me, my grandma, my dad, my brother, and my brother's girlfriend. Lady. But everybody else canceled. So it was just me and my grandma. She got us this condo on, like, the ninth floor of this ten-floor condo. Jeez. Um, and apparently, I don't know, I guess she knew, like, somebody who owned timeshares with this condo because those places are normally about 500 bucks a night. And she managed to get it for like a hundred a night for four nights. Jesus. So we were there from Monday to Friday. Oh, I also drove on my first like five lane super highway while I was in Florida. Was that scary? Oh my God, dude. I drove during rush hour one day. Cause I went to go to Dave and Buster's on like la- the last night we were there, by the way, on a small sub tangent before I continue, I thought Dave and Buster's was like a casino and food place. No, it's just a Chuck E cheese with alcohol. It's just an adult Chuck E cheese. I thought it was a casino for the longest time.
1: So it's not a casino?
0: No. I mean, technically it is, right? Because certain arcade games, you win tickets and you go trade tickets in for prizes. So you could say it's a casino in that sense. But no, it's straight up just a fucking Chuck E. Cheese with alcohol. So was there pizza? Oh, and no mascots. Yes, there actually was.
1: No mascots, all right. No no mascots, mascots alcohol. Has pizza,
0: has alcohol. They had Dance Dance Revolution. They had a lot of the high-tech arcade games, including a fucking VR one. Like, it was straight up just like a VR headset and remotes that was mounted to the system. You would just swipe your uh, little fancy credit card, you know, instead of, you know, buying tokens, you swipe this credit card that they loaded up with currency.
1: Dude, I remember when I was like, I was 13 or like 14 maybe. Mm I don't know. And I went with our buddy James to, with his family or whatever, to the Four Winds Casino Resort. And while his parents were in the casino, we were supposed to be in the kids' area. Mm-hmm. But in order to be in the kids' area, you had to be what?
0: I'm just scratching my oh, chin.
1: Oh, I was like, in order to be in the kids' area, you had to be like 12 or under. So oh, I think, yeah, I, I, one think of I was those. 13. And they're like, so when was your birthday? And I was like, December 27th, 1999. And they're like, 1999. I was like, 98. And they're like, yeah, no, we can't let you in. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> That's rough, buddy. Yeah. That's so, rough. so we had to just sit in the lobby for like six hours. Oh my goodness. Because they wouldn't let us in.
0: Um shit. What else was there? So I'm trying to remember the events in sequence. Um, the I-95 highway thing was on Thursday, but Monday we got there. We really didn't do much. We went to another tiki bar, and I proceeded to get smashed, of course. Um, while we were waiting on them to finish cleaning our room. Uh, like I said, all of my other family had to cancel for various reasons, and most uh, one of them being medical. Um, so when we ended up getting that condo, I had a single bedroom to myself with two full-sized beds in it, just for me to use, um, and then uh, you know its own bathroom. Did and you all build that. your own blanket for it?
1: it? Fuck yeah, dude!
0: Uh, ass. Huh? Deadass? Deadass, yeah. Awesome. I used both beds because they're side by side and there's a little bit of space in between the two of them. You breach it over, you bring mm. the blankets from both sides to overlap okay. in the middle and then mount it up with a support. It was pretty nice. It was pretty nice. Sometimes being human is fun.
1: You look at something like that and you're like, I
0: gotta build. And you're like, but they're perfectly safe. I gotta build. <laughs> no, after I slept, it, I didn't build that to like halfway into it when I already ruined the one bed. Because I had my sleeping <laughs> bed and I had my fucking bed they they had dedicated purposes. You never want to fuck in the same bed you sleep. That's gross. This is satire, by the way. I want to point out. What do you mean satire? I I'm joking. I am not being li- I was going to say d- d- did you did you get laid? No, it was dedicated for You don't need another person to fuck. Are you kidding? <laughs> you do if you want it to be any fun. <laughs> oh or you know. Um, let's see, hold on, where was I? Take away the uh, cold shoulder of loneliness. Yeah, fair enough. They, that's what portable heaters are for and heated blankets are for. Um you no, know, and you said once for sleep and once for for heal, can I just
1: imagine like a bed that looked normal and then one that was just pristine and clean and untouched, just perfectly unused and you're know, like that, yeah. <laughs> well,
0: ironically, yes, that bed in particular was completely untouched until I built the blanket for it. And it probably would have remained that way up until we left. Um, but let's see, uh, so that evening I actually made hot cocoa. I had this recipe I've been holding back for a long time, uh, it's Italian hot chocolate. And I found the recipe from some TikTok user whose name escapes me. But he described that hot chocolate in such a way that I was like, I just have to do this. Um, and he basically said, you know, this is the type of hot chocolate that if hot chocolate had a fat ass, this is that hot chocolate. (laughs) And he wasn't kidding dude, that shit was like a fucking milkshake thick. It was super rich. Was it good though? Oh, it was fantastic. I, I used dark chocolate too, in substitution of milk chocolate, so it was I even hate richer. I dark chocolate. Um, so I have no idea how it tastes if you use milk chocolate, but with dark chocolate, it was like, probably about the same, just super rich. Mm-hmm. It's really the texture is the difference with the Italian hot chocolate. Um, and then after that, uh, the next day, spent a lot of time on the beach. I actually, one morning, I woke up at like five o'clock in the morning and went out on the beach brought a beach chair i was wearing like every possible layer i've managed to bring with me i had like three or four jackets on i brought out a beach chair and my speaker set up and i literally recorded the sunrise on the ocean why were you so bundled up because um all i'm saying is for breeze was not lying that ocean do fucking breeze like that shit is cold It is so goddamn windy on the beach. It's not even funny. How hot was it down there in Florida? Um once, you know, once you hit midday, mid-afternoon, it did get pretty fucking warm, but um again, we are talking winter early December. Yeah. So it was like 60-70 degrees. The ocean water was actually warm as fuck, which surprised the hell out of me. Well, yeah. Cuz the actual the wind and the breeze and stuff um was super fucking cold, but I was like walking with like up to my knees in the water along the uh, beach line and the water was actually warmer than the air was
1: well yeah it spends all that time fucking summer getting super warm and
0: toasty and then it's like ah now the water is nice and warm and the air is fuck <laughs> oh yeah dude i went swimming in the ocean a couple times ironically i went swimming in the ocean the first day we were there and after I got out, I was with a couple guys. One dude was from Minnesota, and the other guy was from Michigan, I think. Hmm. And I was like, I knew you guys for, were from up north. And like, how could you tell? And I was like, ain't nobody from around here getting in this fucking water. <laughs> <laughs> Why? They're all bundled up in the nines. Everybody who lives in Florida, you know, is adapted to the hotter temperatures. So in the Ow. winter, it's, that's cold for them. That's cold as fuck. Ain't nobody. I'm walking around in, like, a pair of shorts and nothing else, and everybody's looking at me like I'm a psycho.
1: Yeah, know, it's like 74 degrees out here. You're not freezing dead. Like, bitch, this is summer. <laughs> and
0: I'm like, dude, this is fucking early summer for me. That wind does tear you up, though, even if it is like 70 degrees. That wind was so fucking cold. Um, well, I mean, it's probably coming off of the ocean. There ain't nothing there. Exactly. That's why it's so breezy. It's like I said, breeze wasn't fucking lying. That ocean do breeze. It fucking windy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, but that first day after I went swimming, I came back onto the shore, and I realized that all of the lifeguard stands had the do not swim flag out. Why? <laughs> because the undertow was so fucking hard that day. It was a miracle I didn't get sucked out of the ocean, never to be seen again. Oh, damn. <laughs> I was like, oh, thanks, but <laughs> <laughs> <Huh>. <laughs> But I got out. I took a shit ton of videos, too. I, took a, I sent a bunch of, like, 20-second little vlogs to uh, my uh, group chat with a couple of my buddies. And I had one in there that I sent to him. I was like, I just got done swimming. And uh, they put this weird sign thing out. Um, but it won't stop me because I don't know how to read basic pictographs. Because <laughs> it's just the red flag with like the white symbol of like the guy swimming with the slash through mm-hmm. it. And it's like, good thing I don't know how to read or I might be in real trouble. If I claim ignorance long enough to believe I'm stupid. <laughs> I pulled the same joke when we walked down to the pier because there there was a huge-ass pier that went way out into the ocean. And near the end of it, it's like, uh, yeah, no jumping, no whatever, no doing anything off of this pier. There's a $500 fine. And I was walking with my grandma, and I remember recording that sign. I was like, that sign ain't going to stop me because I can't read. And I whipped the camera over to my grandma, and I was like, grandma, you better prepare to collect that life insurance. And then I just (laughs) dead sprinted to the very edge of the fucking pier just screaming. Did you actually jump? No. I mean, I did like a little hop, but I didn't fucking jump off the pier. Why not? There are no safe... uh, Well, the uh, actual sandbar definitely ends out at the end of the pier. So if I would have jumped into that, we're talking God knows how deep water and like nothing to get back to the shore with. Dude. Oh, and you know, a $500 fine. That's the worst part. I'm not worried about dying. I'm worried about having to pay a $500 fine. Dude, I I would honestly be terrified of deep water. I don't know why I have... Have yeah. you played
1: Subnautica? I have not, and you I should I am thinking about it now because you say it gives you
0: a terrifying fear of the ocean. I already have a slight fear of it the ocean. It gives you a deep, irrational, and almost embarrassing fear of the ocean. But it's so pretty. As long as you're on the beach, it's so nice. But if you go out on the water on like a boat or to the end of the pier and you just look down and it's just like it's <laughs> oh, Yeah, exactly. No, I mean that would be pretty cool. It was. I also went jet skiing. Looking into the abyss. I want to go jet skiing. Yeah, I did it for like 30 minutes. Uh, Learn an important lesson. Don't stand up on a jet ski and make sure you stretch beforehand. I blew the fuck out of my knees on that jet ski. (laughs) What do you mean, don't stand up on it? Like, when you're going at full speed, it's essentially like imagine riding a bike, but on like the dunes of a desert you're just repeatedly ramping up these itty bitty little rampings and so that jet ski is repeatedly basically taking to the air and then slamming back into the water over and over so yeah just imagine jumping off of like a 10 foot ledge onto your legs without like any sort of shock absorption repeatedly Mm. all of that force is directly going into your knees so, yeah, I blew the fuck out of my knees and couldn't walk like a normal person until, like, the day I got back from my vacation. And even it, then, I was like, ow, ow, ow. I bet it was slowly working a shit out of your ass the entire time. Dude, it's so <laughs> fun. That shit, it was measured in kilometers, so I had to do a transitional, uh, I had to do a uh comparison later but that thing goes from like zero to 45 miles an hour in like one second it's like instantaneous takeoff if you fucking floor it it was amazing
1: i mean there's a lot less drag i think isn't there
0: i mean yeah it's just you're just gliding exactly
1: for some reason when you said a jet ski i always think of the ones that are like you're like skiing are you thinking like, like the, the pair
0: of skis with the little uh yes. the thing you're holding on to what is that called I don't fucking know now that you've brought it up, but yeah, when I hear jet skiing, the skis part pops in my head and I think of that too, but no. Jet ski is like the little... The Sea-Doo. Yeah, exactly. It's like the itty-bitty hover bike for the water, essentially. I want to do that too. I've seen people get them to flip. What? Flip the, like, the, people on the, the skis? Sea, the Sea-Doo. The, the Sea-Doo? Yeah. What's the Sea-Doo? The fucking... about the thing. The... Are we talking about the same thing?
1: It's a, like a... A jet hover, ski? A hover glider thingy on the water, right? Looks like a, basically a motorcycle for the
0: water. Yeah, that's a jet ski. <laughs> yeah, they've gotten them to flip. They're not supposed to flip. That's literally the one thing the guy who taught me to do do this said not to do. He's like, I don't give a fuck what you do out on that water. Just don't flip it and don't go more than a mile out from the ocean or in any direction. As long as you can see me, I don't give a fuck where you go.
1: Wait, why don't you go like, okay. out to
0: a mile? Well, then, one, if he can't see him anymore, he has to come find me. Two, if I run out of gas, I'm stuck like a fucking duck in the middle of the ocean. Three, it's just a general safety precaution, amongst other things, such as if there's another fucking boat, give way to the boat that's crossing your path. You're smaller and easier to maneuver if there's people in the water, slow down to, like, a mile an hour so you're not fucking clubbing somebody over the head at <laughs> 25 miles an hour with a jet ski. Oh, my God. See, I was
1: imagining,
0: like, they're
1: bigger than you are, and you're more maneuverable. I just see you just <laughs> crashing into the side of like, the Titanic or something. And <laughs> <laughs> there's somebody in there just like, the way you des- The way you
0: described it made me think of that one scene from Gravity Falls where it's like uh grunkle stan do you have a blindfold on too and he's driving and they're blindfolded he's like no but with these cataracts i might as well be what is that a pigeon and then just drives (laughs) off the fucking road yeah
1: no these cataracts i might as well have what is that a pigeon (laughs) but like you wouldn't make it through the whole of this ship i'm just imagining oh no
0: it would just be it'd basically be like that deer from last night yeah you just explode on the side of the ship, and somebody on the inside will be like, what was that? <laughs> we still haven't talked about the deer, even though we brought it up twice now. I <laughs> know, I know. I'll bring it up here in a second once I finish the uh, thing. Um, let's see, jet skiing. Oh, I almost died. <laughs> that is a thing that happened.
1: Oh, that's a regular occurrence for you lately.
0: Yeah, well, this was drinking related. <laughs> oh, I, f- I forgot. Yeah. I did not eat. For Like six hours before this it's like 10 o'clock at night when I decided to do this Mm -hmm. 10 o'clock at night I decided to go bar hopping so I literally just walked out of the condo There's a bar like within walking distance in several locations So I'm just walking bar to bar having like one or two drinks at each one and then just immediately paying Whatever and then leaving and going to another one Um, I visited three But most of them close at midnight, so on the last, on the third one, I was like, I can't go to any more. I'm just going to drink, I'm going to try out a bunch of drinks at this place. So I tried out a bunch of different martinis. I tried a Cosmo, which is like raspberry, sour mix, and something else. (laughs) And then I tried this sour apple martini and the caramel apple martini, which are pretty much identical, except the caramel apple one has caramel drizzle in it, and then the sour apple has sour mix instead of caramel. Makes sense um and the primary thing in all of those is vodka like I said had not eaten anything for like five to six hours before I decided to go do this had not drank any water the entire time and so I have those drinks I pay it off and I'm like okay that's actually not bad at all I stand up and just everything goes sideways and I'm like oh whoa hold on how much did I drink again did you, so, did you crash, like fall over? No. I stayed upright all the way until I got back to the uh, the uh, condo. And then I proceeded to collapse and literally run into every fucking wall <laughs> and stub every toe on my foot in the process. Um, and I almost ended up sleeping on the floor because I did one of those things where I went to sit on the bed and I missed the edge of it. And I just <laughs> could not correct myself. I just slid all the way onto my ass and then just laid all the way down on my back and just laid there and went, I'm on the floor now. This is not how I thought this would end up. I'm on the floor. The entire thing's documented, by the way. I took videos the whole time uh, from the moment I left the last bar till the moment I got back to the condo because I was sending those like 20-second little yeah. vlogs to my buddies, and I was like, hey, you guys are basically my lifeline. If I stop sending videos, just assume I fucking died or got <laughs> kidnapped. I am so wasted right now and we proceeded to talk about they kept asking me big brain questions to keep me thinking so I had to keep sending answers back um no I was I felt pretty normal I was walking pretty normal my voice and my speech was definitely fucking slurred like a son of a bitch Um, (laughs) like kind of like now like Uh, son of a bitch. (laughs) I remember one of the videos that I thought was hilarious was I finally got back to the condo and I'm just outside. And it's one of those condos where they have like the little key cards, except it's like a bracelet. So you have to press this little plastic tab against the locking mechanism to unlock it. I remember one of the videos I'm recording, I'm like, well, it could have gone better, but ladies and gentlemen, thunk, as I (laughs) slam my wrist into the door and nothing happens. And then I just hold on a fucking second and that's the end of the video just wait a fucking minute and then everybody was like did you go to the wrong condo and i was like no it was the right one the key card just didn't register that'd be really bad i just went to the wrong floor and went to somebody else's room just boom at like one in the morning just oh wait a fucking second hold on
1: again
0: all right. um, and then we also went to a few gardens and I got a lot of videos and stuff there we also went to a butterfly garden which has like 150 exotic butterfly species and they were literally just all over the fucking place like I had butterflies left, right, and center on my head, shoulders Knees and toes. toes, Knees and toes, yeah. No, but they were all over the fucking place. And it it was like a spiritual awakening type of experience for me.
1: I'd be scared to go into all those places because I'd feel so bad if I'm walking like really carefully and I just crunch and I'm like, oh, I'm going to be
0: charged like $3,000 for (laughs) that, aren't I? (laughs) No, actually, uh, they're pretty easy to see, especially on the sidewalks. But the big thing is... Um, before you leave that enclosed area, they have like two gates that you have to pass through, and they have people at those gates that like sweep you to make sure none of them like are trying to hide on your clothing or, or you're your not bags.
1: trying to steal any for some reason.
0: Uh, yeah, that's actually a thing. They're like, yeah, don't try to pick up any of the dead butterflies and steal them or take them somewhere, uh, for sanitation reasons and stuff. And it's like, okay, yeah, that makes sense, because you know, not- natural life cycles. Butterflies die. It's not like they can stop them from doing that. They so. can
1: they kill them themselves.
0: That's not how that works, Michael. It will be. Um, but yeah, and then I fed some birds. Uh, I got some videos of some parakeets. Birds landed on my head. Uh, Bird trying, shit on my head. <laughs> trying to think of what else. Uh, did some mini golfing. All in all, it was just a lot of. God, it sounds
1: like you're. It sounds like you're talking about GTA essentially.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, and then the five lane superhighway during a traffic jam. Oh my god. Now I see why road rage is such a bad thing in those areas. Where people just sit I in never went drilling. I never came to a dead stop actually. Oh. But I did get like for an hour I was going like ten miles an hour at most. And I was like, For the love of God, just clear this traffic up. Oh, and you know that old saying about up here, how we have like four seasons, which is road construction, hot road construction slightly colder road construction and then winter. Mhm. Yeah, no, that applies everywhere. It was just fucking road construction all over the goddamn place in Florida. The only difference is since they don't have a traditional winter time, they just have road construction all fucking year. It never goes away and it was so bad. I also used a GPS to get pretty much everywhere because it's pretty reliable, and my grandmother was like, in the, I pretty much drove my grandma everywhere the whole time I was <laughs> she, down there. She was like,
1: let's go see the butterflies, and you're like, okay.
0: <laughs> Actually, no, it was more of like, hey, I want to go do this, and she's like, okay, uh, I'm going to pull it up on my GPS. I was like, don't worry, grams, I got it. It's on my phone. And she's like, well, I just want to make sure. And basically, and like, Shut I, up. I basically had two GPS's, except one of them would tell me, like, right before the other one would tell me. And I'm like, Grandma, I know, I see it. It's, it's right there. It'd be really And then she's like, You should switch lanes now. And I'm like, Grandma, no, I can't.
1: It'd be really funny if one had a different voice. You have, like, a guy telling you what to do and a uh, female GPS telling you what to do. And you're like, Would you
0: guys make up your
1: minds? Or better yet, change two slightly different routes. Oh, we did
0: have something like that happen at one point. My GPS was like, go this way. And my grandma was like, okay, we're supposed to go that way. And I was like, no, (laughs) I'm not doing that. She's like, why not? I'm like, mine's telling me to go this way and it's faster. And she's like, okay, you know what you're doing. And I was like, trust me, I got this grandma. Just sit there, take a nap if you want. I can drive. I've been doing this for years. I got this. And then Donovan proceeded to run right through the wall of a drug cartel. Oopsie. And that's how I got mixed up in the drug dealing business
1: when you accidentally
0: high-five a stranger on the road, and all of a sudden, you're in the mafia. <laughs> Oopsie. Um, yeah, no, that was pretty much the juxtaposition of my vacation. I got a shit ton of videos that probably show more detail than I'm describing here. Um, but, yeah, <gasps> a lot a lot of uh, getting smashed and almost dying and jet skiing and a well, lot, lot of beach. Speaking
1: of things getting smashed,
0: last night, after we failed to record because of our
1: technical issues, Donovan and I, along with our friend Peter... And my lovely lady decided to go to uh, Dairy Queen last night.
0: Yeah, we decided to go pick up something to eat in town. So
1: we were driving along, enjoying ourselves, chatting all the way. It was yes. late in the give, evening.
0: Give, us, give me your POV before I describe mine. You, want me, to, my, you want me to give you my POV? My... I want your exact POV because I know mine was like, oh no, so much worse.
1: Well, I was in the back seat and I was just talking with... Jessica, I could occasionally cut it interjecting into your and Peter's conversation because mm-hmm. it was kind of... Yeah,
0: we had a couple different conversations happening at the same time, as you normally have with carpooling. Yeah, and you, you guys you kind of stubborn when it
1: comes to things, so you'll get your point through and then let somebody else talk. So I was like, well, I'll just talk to Jessica.
0: Spe- on, on a similar quick side tangent, our buddy Peter, oh, my God, if you try to like, hey, also about that, he, he just, just keeps, keeps going. He doesn't stop. It is the craziest fucking thing. I was like, dude, Peter, I love you, buddy. But hold on. I got something to add to this that you need to know. And he's like, I'm almost done. 30 minutes <laughs> you go can by. Wait. Okay, go
1: ahead. By then, you've forgotten your point. But anyways, no, I was in the back. We were just talking, and... I heard, I felt the car slow down, and you were driving, so mm-hmm. I was like, well, this is unusual. So <laughs> There's not a stop sign up here. Well, no, it was more of, Donovan doesn't slow down. This is also true. <laughs> so I was like, well, this is unusual, so I peeked my head out, and I saw a car in the oncoming traffic lane going a lot slower, and then there was a truck in front of us, and I saw what looked to be feathers and debris just in the air, and I'm like, huh. I was like, so did somebody hit a turkey? And you're like, uh, no. And then I look at the truck that's in front of us, and they are, like, rumbling, like, violently. And then something just shits out the back of their truck, and I'm like, oh, that's a whole-ass deer.
0: (laughs) And I, I remember because you were like, did they hit a turkey or I'm, I'm not, like, And I was like, no, I just watched the guy in the oncoming lane make a deer fucking explode. <laughs> yeah. And then as we started, because I, I had to pull into the oncoming traffic lane. There was no oncoming traffic. So I had to pull into the oncoming lane to get around that guy and get around the, the freshly made deer corpse. And I remember hearing you go, oh, that is a steaming chunk of meat. That was a deer. <laughs> and I'm like, Yes it was cold last night <laughs> yeah it was like 19 degrees 18 degrees so yeah that, um so yeah uh, as far as my pov uh, you know me being the driver it, you know i'm kind of tasked with watching the vehicle directly ahead of me and watching way way far up the fucking road and so because it's at nighttime, everybody's headlights pick up you know any sort of objects pretty easy and i see this person's brake lights uh broken by a silhouette and i'm like Oh, there's a deer crossing the road. And it was crossing from my side. Mm-hmm. Um, for, I should specify, because apparently we may have listeners from outside of the U.S. You know, we The drive right on, side of the road. Yeah, we drive on the right side of the road. So this deer was coming onto on the right side of the road, um, getting ready to cross the left. And I could see the silhouette in this guy's brake lights. And I go, oh, there's a deer crossing up ahead. Okay. so That's when I started slowing down. And then I see the guy in the opposite lane, the oncoming traffic lane. And I see his headlights get dimmed out by the silhouette temporarily. But he doesn't slow down. He didn't look like he was really going that fast. He was only going like 35, 40. Probably not even that I know, but again, because I was, as the driver, I'm, like, highly tuned into this now because it's directly in front of me. <laughs> Things are getting interesting. <laughs> right, because it's directly in front of me, and I got to be tuned into anything that's mm-hmm. happening on the road ahead of me in case something goes wrong. I'm tuned into this. I hear the impact. I literally watched this deer become seven different parts of what used to be a deer, mm-hmm. and it was literally, like, again, it was, like, a puff of, like, fur and clouds, and, like, <sighs> I swore it was just, like, watching... Like I described to you last night, I swear it was just like watching somebody getting hit with a rocket launcher in a video game. Like it was just pieces and like just trails of blood through the air behind them. And I was like, oh my god, did that really just happen? And that's when you're like, what, they hit a turkey or something? And then all of a sudden that car rolls over the the main hunk of this deer and you're like, oh. And I was like, no dude, a deer just fucking exploded in front of me. Congratulations, you have earned two years of therapy. <laughs> yeah, and then Peter was tuned out for it the whole time, and then when he tuned back in, he was like, oh, my God. I was like, yeah, dude, I just watched it. Oh, my God. Peter, I you were the fucking right fucking on. there. Uh, so, yeah, that happened, and that was all we could think about for, like, 20, 30 minutes because it's not every day you see that. It's not every day hanging out with you. some friends you haven't hung
1: out with a while and fucking animal carcass gets made right in front of you. <laughs> yeah. Would you like freshly and, I, and I was tricks? telling I
0: was telling Peter about this when we were actually ordering our food. Uh, you guys were up mm. placing your order. I was telling him I am actually officially licensed. I have my hunting and fishing license. Yeah, but you need to get a
1: special tag for a deer.
0: Well, if it literally like just happened, I mean you can't do anything with it if it's been there a while. You'd have to collect it then and then immediately call it in and be like, Hey, I need tags for this. I just watched this deer get turned into a corpse by oncoming traffic. <laughs> get turned into ground And I beef. collected it. <laughs> Yeah, and I collected it, so I need the tags to register it. Or I need to turn it in, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like I told Peter, I don't know the exact process, and I do not have the physical skills to take a freshly made roadkill corpse into something I can eat. But if I did, I was technically licensed and capable of doing so. You're like, hey, in it's freshly good. It. Eh, something like that. that. That was the thing, though. It, there was, Probably wouldn't have been much to salvage, because that thing was
1: pieces. There was a big steaming hunk of some type of organ, like... In our oh, plan. I know.
0: I watched it. Rest in rest in pieces in a literal sense. It le- you know, the at only least th- it was quick. I know. That's the only resolve I had about that. It was like at least this thing like insta died. It was just like <laughs> boom, corpse. There wow, was no I'm in now. <laughs> <laughs> It was like that one meme from uh, the Simpsons where Bart like gets hit by that car. and He's just like, oh, cool, I'm dead. It was just like instant. I haven't seen that i'm sorry i'm just totally trying to adjust here well i knew that i saw that from a different meme which was uh related to uh personal concealed carry and it was like to all the people who concealed carry but don't keep one in the chamber for safety reasons oh look i'm dead (laughs) because sometimes chambering that round is all the other person needs and as far as time's concerned to put you down so that's why a lot of people keep one in the chamber at all times Really? yeah that's actually a really big debate as to whether you should keep one in the chamber or if you should uh, keep it unchambered huh. and then chamber it upon engagement speaking of which i still got to get my license for it but i'm looking forward to getting that 19 the concealed carry the, yeah yeah that thing
1: see i haven't uh, i haven't looked into getting a gun mainly because i just i don't have the time
0: right now you have enough knives to arm a small militia michael well, that's the thing, is I, I like knives, and I like machetes, and I like other bladed weapons. It's a much more personal engagement when you fight somebody in hand-to-hand combat yeah, with blades. I, I, I gotta get good with it, but at the same time,
1: the saying still stands, don't bring a knife to a gunfight. Correct. If somebody breaks in your house with a 12-gauge shotgun,
0: your teeny little, you know, shoulder poker isn't gonna do much. <laughs> well, the thing is, is that scenario, you wanna behave exact opposite of what you think you should. You wanna just fucking charge the bitch you want to be a berserker you want to essentially engage in guerrilla warfare you want to hide somewhere where they're not going to look for you right away and then the moment they round that fucking corner you just immediately one you want to try to get the weapon out of their hands and then two or take off their hands incapacitate them (laughs) one and the same in that instance you can't (laughs) shoot me if you ain't got no hands you better have a really sharp fucking blade to hunk through their fucking forearm. Unless you hit them right at the wrist, in which case it might or be a little Or if I bring easier. it up, I can just hit them right in the tendon so they can't do anything with their hand anyways. Just, like, do, like, a power slide and take out their Achilles tendon oh. so they just collapse instantly. Just, oh! Yeah, but they'll still be able to shoot me from the ground. <laughs> That's true, but they'll be on their back trying to do it. Yeah, your back is still a better... Being on your back is still a better position than being on your belly. This is true. Unless it's to, um... You, withstand the explosion of a grenade yeah we talked about that yeah we talked about it last night i planned on talking about on the podcast but i was like i want to talk about it now because it's relevant to the conversation was Um, it though it's just i don't know it somehow got interweaved into this
1: yeah we did um
0: but yeah the long story short without dragging it on too long is if you were under threat by a grenade for whatever reason (laughs) yeah if there is cover within a few steps get to cover immediately If there is no cover within a few steps, you want to take two big steps away from wherever the grenade landed and then just immediately hit the deck. You want to jump straight onto your face and stomach, and you want to stay there. Um, As far as what to do once you hit the deck, you actually want to, uh, I think you want to take your arms and press them into your sides as hard as possible. You want to bring your elbows in. Um, Cross your legs one over the other to help protect any shrapnel from the groin area, essentially. Yeah, that's why you cross the leg over to protect your undercarriage. Your, your <laughs> Well, in that sense, that's basically what it is. Um, and your then, gundal. yeah, exactly. And then, what was the other big thing? You want to a, open your mouth and you let wanna, out all the air. You want to open your mouth because the shock wave of the grenade—if the shrapnel isn't what gets you—the shock wave of the explosion will, if your mouth is closed, Liquify all that fire your lungs. <laughs> yes, all of the air in your lungs will immediately be under so much pressure and have nowhere to go that it'll just fucking rupture your lungs. It'll burst Tur- your ear turn drums. them into confetti. It'll burst your eardrums, and it will shatter all of your teeth. Mm-hmm. So you got You want to keep your mouth open. That way, when that explosion happens, all the air is just forced out of your mouth. Is you it, you will get winded, but you'll still have your teeth, lungs, and ears.
1: Is, is it still possible, or is it possible to make jello? Wow, I'm sorry. Jello is made from bone dust, right? Like ground-up um, bones? Essentially, yeah. Could you make your teeth into jello?
0: I don't want to think and about that. And then eat that? that? Short answer, y- probably. Long answer... I don't know the terminologies for a long answer. But teeth is the same material as bone. So probably... Teeth is the
1: same material as fingernail. That too. Enamel. Bone is bone.
0: Oh, wait. <laughs> Enamel is not bone, is it? No, it's close. but It's, it's close. It's, it's flexible. It's very close. So, again, short answer, maybe. <laughs> it is plausible. Long answer... Probably fucking not, because why would you wanna do that,
1: you fucking psycho? Well if you lose all your teeth for whatever reason, I mean you gotta eat something soft and jello soft.
0: Okay, but in what ritualistic sense would you consume your own teeth in a jello manner?
1: Know, there's two ways to consume your teeth, you know? The casual way, where you turn them into jello and eat them, or the semi uncasual way, where somebody force feeds them to you after socking you in the jaw. <laughs> Look,
0: I know we had a long form conversation about starting a cult and whatnot, but I am not about to turn people's teeth into jello and make them eat it. Don't eat the sacrificial jello. <laughs> Do not eat the sacrificial jello. That you can drink Kool Aid, it's fine. That's just lemonade. But
1: don't eat the jello.
0: It's literally just Kool Aid mix and water. You know, Kool Aid's like. Over half of it is just sugar. Mm-hmm. Like there is almost no actual flavor content to it. It's pretty crazy. Oh God. Um, but yeah, that was pretty much. I think that was a majority of my talking points was just recapping my vacation. Um, and then of course we had the whole two weeks between when I got back and here you were. Uh, we were settled. busy with work. We're busy, li-
1: busy, busy. Li- <laughs> no, we were busy with work. We we're settling in. Um, oh, and then, of
0: course, the holidays and, and holiday events.
1: Getting the new Finley safely acquired and his recent. Yes, the new
0: feline of the family, by the way. Yeah. I don't know if we mentioned his name Yeah, we before. did. Did we? Yeah. Yeah. Because he was messing with your cord.
1: But yeah, he, Finley, you son of a bitch. Getting him all neatly acquired and safely
0: ensconced in my bed right now. Yeah, how dare you nap in his bed so comfortably? And he loves my
1: bed, dude. I don't know why. But, anyways, yeah, we're just that. And then the holidays came along. So I have, like, four different family events to go to. So it was all broken up in the manner of the last couple weeks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I had to take the 19th off for uh, to go to Angola. And then the very next day, we went to Valparaiso. Jesus. So, yeah,
0: we were all over. I went to my traditional home. I went to my original home with my mom and dad and my Grammy and my siblings for Christmas. Crimbus and Thanksgiving. Um,
1: oh, yeah, Thanksgiving.
0: Yeah, it's really weird. Like, the mo- Thanksgiving happens, like, oh, that was cool. Um, Oh, shit, it's Christmas. Oh, what the fuck? It's not even 2020 anymore. It's 2021. All that shit happens no, very No, it, it's 2020 part two. <laughs> 2020 part two. Did I send... No, I think I told you about it, but I texted my buddies and I was like, you know what? It's all downhill from here. I officially declare as of this year I am no longer aging. I will be 21 for the foreseeable yeah, future. Yeah, you did
1: tell us that last and night. And my
0: buddy was like, oh, so you're 22. And I was like, no, I'm 21 part two. And he's like, "No, you're 22." And I was like, "No, this is not how you're supposed to play the game." Are
1: you going to the New Year's party at
0: Gabby's? There's a New Year's party at Gabby's? She sent an invite. Well, apparently I'm not invited, so. I'll invite uh. you.
1: I'll bring you as a plus one.
0: Okay. I was going to say as long as we find a loophole to it maybe. Where it depends on its location and whatnot. Their Wait. apartment. New Year's New Year's is Friday, right? I'm like pretty sure it's Friday. Yeah. Wait, oh, hold on, what's New Year's, today? New Year's Eve is Friday, yeah. Today is the 27th. Wait, 20, 29th, 20, 30th month. Yep, yep, Friday's the first, so it's gonna be on Thursday night, isn't it? Yeah, something like that. Okay, yeah, I actually have those days off, so.
1: Oh, shit. Ugh. You remember where her apartment is? Fuck no. Oh, I'll that's for, you never went? Correct. You'll have to come here and follow us. It's at like 8 o'clock.
0: 8 p.m. I'll figure it out. You'll have to come here and follow us. <laughs> Or we can carpool or something. We'll figure it out. Mm.
1: But, yeah. We're just making plans on
0: podcast. Fuck it. You could tell I'm a little tired. Ah, that was something I wanted to talk about. Because that happened in between uh, me going on vacation and today. We already talked about it a little bit. But what's your hot take on the COVID relief bill?
1: Oh, the $600 to $2,000?
0: Yeah. No. Well, yeah. That's what it's supposedly, hopefully, going to be turned into. But... The original stats, which I have all of this shit saved on my phone. Um, I'll try to pull up as much of it as I can. But from what I recall off the top of my head, every U.S. citizen who qualifies, because not even everybody would qualify for it. Um, anybody in college wouldn't qualify. Uh, certain elderly would not qualify for some reason. Um, but basically, are nah, too anybody, old. We need our money. <laughs> apparently. But basically, anybody who qualifies for it uh, would be given $600. Yeah. Um, In the meantime, we were busy sending millions to a bunch of other countries, including like somewhere around like 10 million to a billion dollars, I think, to Israel for um, gender studies, gender studies. Oh, also, this thing is like 600 pages long or 500 pages long. This covid relief bill is like 500 pages long. And there's like I can't even remember. I think it was like at least a page, if not like five pages or more. Of just an entire section talking about bringing back the Dalai Lama, which is a religious thing of some kind. So, yeah, that's a whole thing. Um, But, yeah, basically they were trying to give away billions to foreign countries and then literally give us not even like the equivalents of breadcrumbs. Not even breadcrumbs. Breadcrumbs was like fucking, I mean, even even the 2K is almost breadcrumbs for a lot of us. Because everybody's lost their businesses at this point. Those aren't coming back. You can't just reestablish them off of $2,000. All of these other major corporations got massive bailouts.
1: We don't know how to manage our money. That's Apparently okay. Not.
0: We got your back, our supporters. Well, you got to remember that they're all like, they've been in office, they've been in Congress for like, what, 30, 40 years? Well, big, like,
1: big businesses like to buy, buy politicians, essentially.
0: Oh, yeah, that's the reason we're putting all that money into foreign countries is because lobbyists from those countries paid these politicians a shit ton of money to get them in that position. And once those politicians finally got the position, now they got to fulfill the promise they made to the people who lobbied for them, which is why we're sending all this fucking money to a foreign country. Dumb. Yeah, it is. It is very, very dumb.
1: Even 2000, like you said, is a little low, but I mean, it's still better than 2000. You can't do
0: shit with $600. You mean better than 600? Yeah, sorry. What did I say? The the way you phrased it just sounded weird. Like what it came across as better than 600, but just your phrasing made it sound like 2000 is better than 2000 and I was like, "Yeah, maybe?
1: 2000 is better than 600. You can't do shit with $600." You I mean, can you can build a guillotine
0: team with 600. You can pay your rent one month for, with $600 if Not you're lucky. Even the cheapest place that you can rent in this area, I've done the research. Oh yeah, you talked about We live this last in a day. lower end area. S- 700 bucks for a one bedroom apartment at the cheapest in our area. Mm-hmm. 600 bucks if you're lucky and that still doesn't include electricity and for water st- for a studio gas. apartment. Bear in mind a studio apartment is basically a single bedroom but there's like no doors. It's just all one big ass room that's mm-hmm. divided by like partial walls. And even that is still like six hundred bucks before utilities. It's fucking ludicrous. So you can get like one month's worth of rent out of two thousand? Safely.
1: In most places. Yeah,
0: you get one maybe two months of rent out of two thousand dollars. But no, it's not like people need to oh, I don't know, eat, pay for gas money or anything else in between. Go places. Go places.
1: Feed their family. Buy things, get gas.
0: Now where the fuck is all this information because I had a shit ton of it saved. Ah, here it is. Government does not have our best interests at heart. Yes. so for the domestic funding, um, Kennedy Center would is going to receive 26 million, the Smithsonian would receive a billion, National Art Gallery would receive 154 million, National Art and Humanities would receive 167 million and the West Wilson Center would receive 14 million and then of course the $600 dollars to every American. I don't know how much that adds up to. But then, for foreign countries, uh, we're talking about 1.3 billion for Egypt, 700,000 for Sudan, uh, 453 million for Ukraine. Those three alone already add up to like more than the all of the domestic funding combined. And then you have Israel for half a billion, Nepal for 130 million, Burma for 135 million, Cambodia for 85 million, Pakistan for 25 million, and Asia RIA for 1.4 billion dollars. I just love the comic that came with it. It's like, behold, our new stimulus bill provided by Congress. Are you sure this is going to help the American people? The American who?
1: <laughs> the American who? <laughs> oh,
0: I hate it. Oh, I know. It's fucking dumb.
1: What, what is going to happen whenever the government eventually oversteps
0: its bounds to the point where the people throw... Throw hands basically well i was gonna say as far as overthrowing the government goes i don't see that happening anytime soon because we've been beaten into submission by our own government so badly and nobody wants to take the first step forward by themselves it's gonna need all of us to come together as one people to step forward at the same time and be like look here's what you need to change and if you don't
1: down by helicopters
0: (laughs) (laughs) essentially it'll reach that point it's like, you know, people hypothetically speaking are like, Oh yeah, we're gonna overthrow the government and then people being realistic are like, We're gonna get gunned down by a firing squad that consists of our own United States citizen. Yes, that's probably exactly what's gonna happen.
1: Or like when it was We're gonna uh, be
0: gunned down by our own people.
1: <laughs> Let's bum rush Area fifty one, they can't shoot us all and it cuts to the video of the three helicopters that says, Oh yes we can Oh that one? Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> They're
0: just humming bullets at people. Or well, at a target at that in the video, but Oh, yeah, this is a nice post related to the stimulus bill. Um, I don't know where they're from, but they're not from the United States. Um, And they had this to say about the relief bill and the current state of our government as it stands. Go ahead. You know, the funny bit about you Yanks is, you know your government is corrupt as fuck. You're all all ready to go to war, or so you yap on like you are. You're the only ones left in the world with the military-grade firepower, and you outnumber your military by the thousands to one. You're the most powerful free, if it even still exists, people in the world. And yet the elite manage to keep you under control because you can't stop arguing with yourselves about pointless shit. We really need you guys to get it together, because we need you to save us. Sincerely, the rest of the fucking world. I had not even looked at it that way. Yeah, it's kind of true. We're the only people left with any remote resemblance of freedom. And then big corporations are like, Haha, no
1: that's really fucking scary to think about.
0: Uh-huh. You don't
1: say. Nope, you heard it here, folks. Let's uh rally the troops. <laughs> Honestly um, though, if the if the country did turn on its citizens, I feel like at least some of the military would be on our side because they might still have
0: some morals. Um well, that's the thing is we have laws in place that say any member of the military can um Act against their commanding officer officer if they deem it unethical Mm -hmm. or something like that. But they're working on that. They're working that out, I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure they're working it out. Well, there's a whole thing with like, because, you know, when I was in the Navy, um, nothing was ever, you know, too terrible. But there was this whole mentality of, you know, you don't snitch on people for doing things. It was like it doesn't well, that's matter, more it doesn't matter it. how badly some it doesn't matter how bad something is that somebody does. You never snitch on them for it.
1: Well, that's uh, to more of a building trust between comrades sort of thing, you know, because they don't want you to rat out your comrades. Just to save your own hide.
0: Right, I get it in the terms of like you don't want to have a rat when mm-hmm. it comes to you know especially foreign intelligence, but it also leads to a lot of corruption within our own ranks because then people are doing terrible unethical shit and they're like oh you can't tell because that's ratting you know hazing and all that other stuff again i never saw this when i was in boot camp none of that happened but that mentality was being very readily established in the little time i was there yeah That's scary to think about. Like, shit, that was being established when I signed up to go in in the first place. It's like, you know, if you have any of these sorts of issues or if you have any of these kinds of thoughts, don't tell anybody. (laughs) Just pretend that doesn't happen. Pretend that doesn't exist for you. You'll be fine. Once you get in, then things can change. Um, And even then, it was like, and even then, once you got in, there was this process of. You uh, like literally right off the bat when you get there, you're like, is there anything that was left out in your medical papers? If we find out that there is something in your medical history that you did not tell us, you could go to jail for the rest of your life. You could go to prison for the rest of your life. We could break your fucking kneecaps and turn you into a quadriplegic for the rest of your life. If you did not tell us even the smallest detail, you will basically be living in hell for the rest of your life. And even in that process, um, even before that happened, you know, the recruiters are like, hey, when this thing happens, because it always happens when you're in boot camp, don't say a fucking word. They can't bring anything up. Of course, when it finally did happen, they're like, oh, yeah, no, we can bring all that shit up. We don't give a fuck what your recruiter said to you about anything. We will find it and you will die. (laughs) End of story. (laughs) What was it that they didn't want you to bring up? Just literally it, – it was – um well, for me, there wasn't anything in particular. It was just a lot – it was essentially a, uh, a mind game.
1: What was the thing that they said don't – or if it does come up, don't say anything?
0: Literally anything. If there's anything that you didn't mention when it comes to, like, your medical background, because they do – they literally measure you head to fucking toe. Mm. Head to toe to length, width, and girth. They measure it all. I mean – and if there's even one small detail, whether it's in regards to previous problems with your mental health... Or this even, pubic hair was not on your you list! Have, or if you have an extra toe that you didn't tell them about, and they didn't know about it, and I had, you told them... An extra I mean, toe would be extra traction, though, wouldn't it? You'd be able to run faster, right? You would think, but it'd probably lead to more medical issues in the long run, because it's probably not formed properly. Private, why is your boot looking so fucked up? <laughs> I, hold on, on a, on a related note... Kick call me <laughs> ass, sir! <laughs> When I was in boot camp, I remember I got yelled at for something. I didn't even know it was me getting yelled at because it wasn't, like, genuine yelling. But you know what the thousand-yard stare is, right? It's when your eyes, you they unfocus and <laughs> yeah. you just gaze in the distance. You're supposed to learn how to do that. And when you're in formation, all you're doing is just staring at the back of some other motherfucker's head. But you got to maintain the thousand-yard stare, which means you're not looking at them. You're looking way Through off them. past them. So everything should be blurry in a sense. Well, I had not figured out the 1,000-yard stare quite yet, and I was just – I was focused in and just staring directly at the back of this motherfucker's neck. Oh, and no. one of our drill sergeants must have noticed. He, he, Again, he was talking to me, but not in a way that I realized he was. He, and I remember he was like, this dumb son of a bitch doesn't even know how to fucking look right. Are your eyes broken? Are you all right? And he, like, waved towards me, but, again, not in a way that I knew he was talking to me. And he was like – what fucking ever I don't care and just kept going (laughs) and then after the fact I was like oh shit I'm staring at the back of some dumb bitch's head and then I unfocused my eyes after the fact it was the funniest fucking thing I was like oh my god he was talking to me I probably looked cross-eyed as a motherfucker because we're like butt to nut so I'm staring (laughs) again this guy's like this butt to nut (laughs) This guy's like that close to my face. So when you're staring at something that close to your vision, right, look at me, your eyes are crossed like a son of a bitch. Mm -hmm. So he probably looked at me and saw my eyes crossed to hell and back. and was like, can you fucking look straight? What the, I don't have time for this shit. I was like, what?
1: You're probably in there just sitting there like cross-eyed as hell thinking this dumb motherfucker.
0: (laughs) That's the problem. That's exactly what happened. I was like, I feel bad for that son of a bitch. Oh, wait. I'm that son of a bitch. That son of a bitch is me. No, when I... <laughs> oh, he might be me. <laughs>
1: when I went to the the barracks with Chris, uh, mm. we were guests, so they weren't allowed to yell at us, but they could yell at their actual, like, recruits and stuff. hmm And the drill sergeant was walking along the line or whatever, and we were in, like, formation. And I was right next to Chris, and I forget what exactly he said, but it went somewhere along in terms of, uh, uh, what was it? I don't have time to deal with you little fuck sticks or something like that. And I leaned over to Chris really close and I went, he called us fucksticks. sticks. He whipped around on a, on his heel. Like he was spun it, around
0: like an instantaneous showroom car. He was, goes,
1: it, Who the fuck said that? And I was like, So, whoop. so was
0: <laughs> I was, I was just getting ready to say, was it like fucking full metal jacket with exactly. the Jill the Side just like, who who said that? Who the fuck said that? Who's a little cocksucker that just signed his own goddamn death warrant?
1: <laughs> like it was kind of like that. He just goes, Who the fuck said that? And I was like, and I just kept looking around like, what me? <laughs> My ass cheeks could make diamonds right now. But it, I just thought it was funny because I knew we couldn't get in trouble, so I just leaned over to Chris. He
0: called us fuck sticks. <laughs> you just hear the fucking solid snake alert system, just the boing is like, oh! Yeah. <laughs> Who the fuck said that?
1: He was pretty angry about it, but like, I mean. That's their job—is to be angry,
0: right? You know, it's uh, it's they gotta put you under intense pressure to know that you won't crack if you're under intense pressure from the enemy. (laughs) I still love the story. I'm pretty sure he told it on the podcast, but I still love that belt story. Belt, (laughs) fucking scrambling, he just picks him up. He's like, you see, normally you're supposed to be wearing a belt, but this recruit forgot his fucking belt.
1: Oh, he dropped it too. He he fucking dropped it. He scrambled out of there.
0: (laughs) Oh, it was fantastic.
1: I, well. I I love that. That was such a fun, interesting trip. We got to sleep in cots that we put together ourselves. Oh, no. And, like, it was obviously kind of rough because, you know, you got, like, 58 people in one auditorium. Uh-huh. All guys because they had the girl recruits in another section, I guess. But, you know, like, 60 people, essentially, in one gymnasium, all in cots. It was just super quiet. You know, you had one guy in basking in this like little halo of light in the middle of the room reading a book because he had to keep watch and they were like if you get selected to go on watch be you guest or you know recruit you got to be awake and you got to report literally fucking everything somebody shit sneezes or coughs you write that shit down he says somebody has to go to the bathroom they have to talk to you and i was like damn that's intense and he was like i don't care if you're a guest you know it's like this even as a guest that's important here we're like okay all right Luckily, I didn't get selected, but I remember I just kind of woke up and they didn't have any clocks. I didn't know what time it was. I'm looking around. I'm like, well, I wake up every night normally. And I just would probably just go back to sleep. And I laid back down, started dozing off. Fucking lights thrown on all at once. He comes barreling through the doors. Wakey, wakey! Everybody's like, what the hell? You
0: know, essentially Dude, banging pots cans. You and get pants. so fucking disoriented on wake-up call. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God, and your heart feels like it's going to explode because your body is still in, like, sleep mode, mm-hmm. even though you're conscious. So you're trying to get up and move, and your heart's just... It's, it's like trying to start a car. Essentially, <laughs> It's like trying to start a car in, like, 10-degree weather outside. Did you say essentially? Maybe. Mm-hmm. Essentially and Exactly. I must have exactly. <laughs> um, No so I'm starting to remember some shit from boot camp That I want to get recorded So I don't forget it later um, well, When I was in boot camp um, I didn't go through I don't know if that was clear to anybody um, But no I did not officially make it through boot camp and Does the government become still own you? They do not. That that's that's all taken care of in this beautiful thing called separations, also known as seps. So essentially, what happened is I went to the doctor. I went, hey, hey, I don't want to. I'm not feeling good. I want to go home. And they're like, Are you sure about that? And then they sent me back. And I came back the next day and went, hey, hey, Nope, I still want to go home. And they're like, All right. And they just slap a stamp on a paper and they're like, All right, you're going to separations. You have been <laughs> labeled a deserter. <laughs> um, no, no. Um, separations, also known as seps, is a. Essentially, it's the. Uh, Exactly what it sounds like. It is the uh, separations phase. You're going through a shit ton of stuff. You got to meet with like a bunch of lawyers mm-hmm. and legal workers Ooh. to get all your paperwork sorted out. Because like the moment boot camp begins, you're officially the government's bitch. You are owned by the government, and you have to do anything they tell you to, yeah. including but not limited to literally walking to your death or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, if they tell you to do it, you have to. So there's a whole bunch of paperwork and essentially, you know, unbitching you from the government. Unbitching you. <laughs> We'll just go ahead and pull Uncle Sam's boot (laughs) out of your ass. Like, oh, is that freedom? I feel. (laughs) Essentially, that's the process. And holding
1: this in for a month.
0: (sighs) (laughs) No, of course. When I went in, I went in in the summer. Yeah. And that's when most of the new recruits show up. They always show up in the summer right after they get out of high school. Because a lot of people, like ninety percent, ninety-five percent of the people there, are like eighteen. They all just got out of high school. So they don't have as many lawyers as people would imagine. Um, so like it's pretty it's, much it's, just fuck them over. It, it is a months-long process. And there were some people there that essentially the reason they were uh, booted, for example, there were some people that were in there because they couldn't pass a certain swimming re- requirement mm-hmm. or they had another health issue come up and they said, you can't do this. Those people said, I'm going to fight against it. I think I can still make it through boot camp. Um, and they have been in separations, of course, at the time this happened. This was all back in 2017 for me. but those people as of 2017 were in separations for like three or four years. Jesus, why? Because the legal fucking the whole legal battle is so fucking long. For the people who didn't fight it, you know people like me who are like, I'm not fighting this, I just want to go home. It's like two, three months. I you know I was Even in that's a long time. yeah, I was in there for like a week before I said no I can't do this and other medical reasons and they were like okay cut and dry pretty standard stuff sending you to separations You were only in there for a week I was I was officially in boot camp for a week but I was in you know I was a part of the navy technically yeah. because of separations I was in there for like 2 3 months Were you still in boot camp during that section or No separations is a totally separate building separate set of buildings and essentially what it is is I don't know any other way to describe it other than it's essentially, like, prison, but, like, significantly better than actual prison, obviously. Um, but, no, it's, like, a 100- Diet prison. Diet prison. I guess that's a way to say it. Um, and I'm sure if there's anybody listening to this that's actually been to prison, they're going to be like, You dumb son of a bitch. You don't know what you're talking about. Prison is
1: ass.
0: <laughs> like, I mean, you're probably right, but it definitely, it's, I, I, I don't know. Like, I should say it felt like what prison is shown in media because right? I've never actually been to prison well, me but it felt very similar to what the media portrays of prison um, cold, wet, dark well essentially it was 100 to 200 men in the same room, all sleeping in the same room together, it was a big fucking room but it was like a bunch of bunk beds that were all huddled next to one another hmm. um, and essentially every single day a group of people would show up saying hey we're, uh, you're t- we're taking volunteers to go clean things um, and if nobody volunteers you're going to get voluntold and that was a whole process, so you could end up being randomly selected to go pull weeds out of the cracks in the concrete for, like, literally the whole fucking day. Um, oh, so that was fun, I bet. Oh, I got pulled a couple times, and it was a fucking blast. Although, eventually, you learn the ins and outs of how to get around and skirt around these things, including just going to take a massive shit right when they show up. Because they never check the bathrooms. Really? <laughs> yeah, so you learn your ways to skirt around things. <laughs> now, um, see what happens when you actually do have to poop. Well, if they call you and you're in there, it's like I'm I'm fucking shitting, dude. (laughs) What What do you do if they don't call you? Well, if they don't call you, then you're literally you literally you spend your entire day basically just like watching videos on VHS and DVD and playing board games with other people. You don't even have like a computer or a phone or anything. Um, No, that was a part of like this super high tech rec room, which was essentially a essentially it was just a fucking gas station. Um, And if we got super duper lucky, they would take us there. We could spend our money to buy snacks and concessions, but we couldn't take any of it back with us to our separations rooms. So if we bought anything, we had to eat it like right then and there. Um, And then there was like a little computer lab where you could get on Facebook and message your family or whatnot. Um, and then there was also you, uh, occasionally we would get access to like old fashioned phone booths, essentially, which, uh, you didn't pay for them, but yeah, you would get access to those. You would swipe this ID card and you would punch in whatever number you're calling and stuff like that. And you would get to ca- talk to anybody you wanted to for as long as you were allowed to be in there again this is all the stuff that I was like you know this is very similar to prison based on what I've seen in media okay
1: and such. I, that makes sense I mean you know um, you're kind of doing community service um and it's super duper limited like are that you, stuff
0: are you on like base or are you just you're inter- still on base all the
1: time. oh okay so it's not so much community service it's just cheap labor
0: right it's it's well yeah I was just say because I'm still getting paid right Mm-hmm. Um, and the way the payment works is because while you're in boot camp you do not get access to any of your money until you leave. Mm-hmm. Um, the only time you could spend it really anyway was when you we went to the, that gas station, that concession area. Um they also actually did have it like an arcade area too, which is a separate area. But again, that was only accessed like once in a blue fucking moon. Super duper rare. Um and it was behavior-based, too. So, you know, one bad apple would ruin the whole fucking thing for everybody. And then, you again, you'd have people cheating the system and sneaking down there uh, when we were supposed to be able to go down. We would all line up single file. You would have people that would sneak out right before we could get there, and they would all steal up all the computers and shit so nobody else could contact their families. So that was a whole thing, too. Um, but, hey, you still had access to a, uh, a change machine and, like, a bunch of old-fashioned arcade machines, which Born is pretty up? cool. Um, so on that topic you reminded me of another thing I want to talk about because um, you still receive mail while you're in there and so to help pass the time I decided I joined the mail team so when we received mail I was in charge of sorting it out and alphabetizing it and handing it out to people when mail mail time finally came um, and then if you received any sort of packages which I did receive a couple packages oh god those were nice I remember that now um, but you could receive packages with, like, photos, drawings, and stuff. Um, and at the time, when this was when I was still with Jeremy. He sent me a shit ton of art and photos and yeah. stuff. Um, and people were, like, borderline, like, that might violate certain things. And I was like, no, I'm good. They already passed it. I passed it because I was right there in the mailroom. room. Um, but, no, any packages. <laughs> that looks pretty good. But- <laughs> if you receive a package, it goes straight to, essentially, the warden's room. Yeah. I don't know what their actual name was, but it was essentially – essentially a warden. It was the people who were in charge of watching us for any given day. Yeah. Um, it would go to their room and then all the packages, anybody who received it, they would essentially be like, hey, you have a package, go to the warden's room to open it. And you'd have to open it right in front of them because obviously there are certain things we cannot receive while we're in there, including you know certain items that are deemed contraband, uh, you know, anything of a pornographic nature, such as nude selfies. And the number of times people received stuff like that was fucking mind-boggling to me. It w- it was mind-boggling, but at the same time, not at all surprising. And so, if they did get something like that with the words, like that's mine now. Um. Essentially, it was confiscated and destroyed. I, if I recall correctly, I don't know. <laughs> destroyed. I, <laughs> destroyed, as in like you know, it was put through a shredder or burnt or something. I can't remember because I didn't take care of that part. I'm gonna use this later. <laughs> but I do distinctly remember just. Um, that's a thick fucking chicken. <laughs> call back to one of our old episodes. Um, but yeah I remember joining the mail team because I just genuinely enjoyed being a part of it and also being on the mail team I got access to the mail first meaning if I received anything I could pull my shit out first right away and be like okay I know I got something Mm -hmm. because that was a concern some people always had was oh you know is my shit getting mixed up in the mail or is is it being not delivering it it? is it being withheld Um, and so of course I had a bunch of people that I was friends with while I was in there um, that were of course always like hey any mail and I was like no, dude, trust me. I I want everybody to receive their mail because I know how important it is to us. Um, but yeah, the number of times people would get a package and there'd be some shit in it that they're not supposed to have, it was usually just everybody would be like, ha, point and laugh, point and laugh at him. Ha, I'm envious. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it was, there was never really any of that problems. But again, you'd have troublemakers. You'd have people sneaking around the rules and stuff, mm. sneaking contraband up Just like prison. <laughs> Yeah, and then, of course, when we got caught, we were forced to stand by our bed and do absolutely nothing for hours um, or sit there and do absolutely nothing for hours, not even talking. You couldn't talk to your neighbor or the guy sitting next to you. You just sat there and did absolutely nothing for hours on end. You watched the sunset through these tiny-ass windows of the building. It was pretty depressing. Hmm. That sounds awful. It was pretty bad. But, you know, when we weren't on lockdown, because people decided to be wataunted, um... I know I, I went so long without saying that, but anyways, when we weren't on lockdown because somebody did something stupid, um, they had a lot of really good board games and stuff. Though, like we were having a blast playing Monopoly and stuff. That's where I actually started with D and D. I had a bunch of people who literally just had like fucking everything D and D related just memorized, Damn. and we just had notebooks, just plain sheets of paper and pencil. They literally like wrote down the player's handbook from their mind. Wrote the whole handbook out, practically, in a notebook for us to use. That's and I was like, holy depressing. shit.
1: That's really it, depressing.
0: It was depressing in a way, but also, like, fucking mind-blowing, because it's like, damn, these guys are dedicated to this.
1: I mean, that's kind of like my buddies who play uh, Magic the Gathering. The one guy has, like, an en- an encyclopedic knowledge of... Wait like- a goddamn second. No, go ahead. Continue. He has, like, an encyclopedic knowledge of all the cards in the game. Like, he'll be talking about, like, a deck that he wants to build. And he'll be like, oh, yeah, it's going to run this card, this card, this card. I'm going to have this special type of land so that I can do this, yada, yada, yada. I'm like, oh, okay, so, like, it's almost done. He's like, oh, I don't have any of these cards yet. I'm like, and you're just building it in your
0: mind? He's like, oh, yeah. I'm like, that's a 100 cards, dude. It's <laughs> like, yeah, I know. You did just remind me, though, um... There was a fella in there, again I want to get this on recording so I can remember it later, there was a fella in there of Asian descent who was actually an artist, and he drew art of both a normal and a uh, not so safe for work nature, while we were in separations, (laughs) even though that could technically be deemed contraband, and I do remember commissioning him while we were in there. Was it of an NSFW? Uh, mild, mild NSFW, I'd say. But I commissioned him for art of my D and D character, my first one I ever created. Uh, for our campaign, uh, I decided to play as a female character for some fucking reason. I don't even remember why. But no, he. You've w- always
1: been kind of loose there.
0: I have. Not gonna lie. Um, but no, I remember commissioning him. I think he actually sent it out. He didn't give it to me directly while I was in separations, but he sent it to my home address. So when I got home, I received it. So From for- him in separations? You forget about it and you go home and you're like, what the fuck is this? Gently tucking it away in your pocket. That's kind of essentially what happened. I was like, oh my god, I forgot I asked that guy to make this. Um, but no, it was like, um, you know that really fancy Japanese uh, rope tying thing? No. No? No. It's like, essentially, it's like they tie somebody up, but in a really pretty fashion. No. With rope and stuff. I have no idea what you're talking about. I can't remember either. There's a specific name for it, though. But essentially, it was just that. Like a sexual manner. Not really. It was just... They were tied up, yes, but... Eh. That's all I can recall. I don't even know where that fucking art piece went. That was so long ago. Eh, Which sounds really weird to say, because this was just three years ago. But it feels like literally a A, different... A lot can
1: happen in three years, you know? You start a podcast with your buddy, a deer explodes, I have to fart again... That's us roll the I, bl- outro. I blame the
0: sun <laughs> kissed. I blame the sun kissed. I've been farting all day. Well, that was another fucking episode. Um, let's see. I had a parting note related to that. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Have a good time. Click. Um, no. What was it? It was something related to that. Um, the art commission thing. Uh, fuck. Oh yeah, but no. When I was in, you know, boot camp and separations, though, like it's literally just such a stark change of lifestyle that it literally felt like I lived somebody else's life temporarily. Mm-hmm. Like I, f- it felt like I just experienced someone else's life through their own eyes, for like a couple months of my life. It feels like I was not that person. Getting a new job kind of does
1: that for me too. Like whenever I go to a new job, I'm like, I'm the new guy. And I have to keep saying, and I have to, like, remind myself that I'm the new guy. I was like, otherwise this is just not going to feel normal.
0: Yeah, that's, eh, I can see that. Um, but, yeah, so as far as the actual outro goes, uh, all the social media links are in the description of the podcast because I got tired of listing them out loud on the podcast. And it's easier than just reciting a link. Yeah, well, at TMWE Podcast. I'm sure we probably fucked it up at least once or twice. Yeah, it was like, 30 times. Well, We're- I mean, like, Final Cut fucked it up. Oh, yeah, that too. But no, I just linked them all in the podcast because it's easier. So if you want to go to our Twitter and yell at us for us saying something dumb, or if you want to go to our uh, Discord to yell at us for saying something dumb, or if you want to go to um, Facebook free- we Facebook, ask? our Facebook page and yell at us for saying something that was incorrect. If you want to go to our Patreon and pay us for saying something dumb, go there. Um, <laughs> and we can say more dumb things just for your pleasure.
1: I always push the Patreon, but I,
0: I probably won't ever put
1: anything behind a paywall.
0: Yeah, probably not. I mean, it really depends. It depends on if the demand really takes off. The problem is, is we're participating in a saturated market. Like, there's already so much podcast content out there that it's a really big fucking battle to fight for other people's attention. We'll get there. Yeah maybe. If not, I mean, hey, I got all this stuff documented of like, you know, all of these experiences that we've shared over the course of almost a year now, so... Well, that's what Project Nostalgia is gonna be. Yes, that. well, that is for everything that's happened in the past. This, we're actively documenting everything in the present. Which will eventually be the past for future us.
1: Thank you for tuning in, guys. I really appreciate it. We will attempt to get back on our regular podcast schedule Mm -hmm. in the coming days.
0: You know, New Year's is probably going to be the
1: last major hump, and then we'll be right back to what we usually do you know and even, into a microphone. and
0: even still that doesn't fall within any of our normal recording days so we should still be pretty much back on the horse as Hopefully. of you know this episode so yeah uh we'll see you guys in uh the three to four days because this is going to come out tomorrow mm-hmm. so yeah we'll see you guys on friday uh on the first of 2021 wish me a merry birthday yeah <laughs> bye have a good time